This Nottingham Forest season preview edition of the Premier League Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is brought to you by our Patreon. Score exclusive perks, content and contests, including our NFL Win Totals contest with a $1,000 prize. Join today at sportsgamblingpodcast.com forward slash Patreon. Good afternoon, everybody. Welcome to the Premier League Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. My name is Malcolm Bamford, coming from Newcastle upon Tyne in the northeast of England. And we are carrying on our 20 team season preview of the upcoming Premier League season. Today is Nottingham Forest. Uh, that's exciting. And inside track here, Baz, this should be your heartland from somewhere in Binghamton. Uh, Mr. Barry Penaluna. Hello, Baz. What's happening? You mean, Malcolm? Yeah, that's, that's quite ironic. We've got a couple of Nottingham fans on the show, and yet I'm the only one sitting here in the county of Nottinghamshire. <laughs> um, I literally just drove past the city ground 20 minutes ago on my way back from work. I can see the city ground from my office, sitting at my desk. I can see uh, see the city ground over the over in the skyline. It's not very pleasant. I normally just pull the blinds down. <laughs> it's not to, very pleasant. It's a bit but yes, uh, it's good good to have um, some proper Nottingham fans on today to talk Nottingham Forest with us. I notice you've been very careful with your Nottingham. Your Nottingham's, Nottingham's yeah, I know, yeah, I noticed, Baz. I'm absolutely <laughs> terrible for calling them Notts Forest, and I know you. None like of this. No, don't do that, mate. Um, I've made a mental note not to slag Brian Clough off because I don't want people. I don't want uh, Nibs storming off like that BG did on Clive Anderson back in 1988. If you remember that, there's a reference for the kids. Uh, we have got two Nottingham Forest fans and I reckon this is probably a network first, Baz, because we've got a father-son combo. Uh, we've got Mr. Ian Simpson and Master Monty Simpson. Uh, Simpsons, um, good afternoon. How are we doing? Good afternoon, everybody. Yeah, good afternoon. Yeah, we're good. Yeah, just finished work. Excellent. Looking forward to this uh, Forest chat. Um, me and Baz, we normally, when we've been starting these, we sort of have a little bit of a, a, a mental trip down memory lane on whether or not we like or don't like the opposition or the, the team we're talking about. Um, well, we don't like anyone, we've decided, but I've got real no big problems with Forest Baz. Like, um, That's because you don't the, live in Nottingham. Right, so, yeah, I mean, well, yeah, you come on to you, but I've, like, the fans have always been all right. I obviously know Nibs and Monty. Like, Matthews has been fine. I lived in the Midlands, and you could split them up. The, the Forest fans were fine. Like we said, yesterday, the West Brom fans were fine, but the Wolves fans are all nutters. Um, the Villa fans were all a bit whingy, but I had no real problem with the Forest fans. And because Forest have been hiding in a different division for such a long time, that they've never really got on our radar to get on my nerves as much as they used to. Like, the Ian Warren scoring all those volleys, that's what got me nerves most about Forest. And then that's gone away for about... A generation like so. Um, I remember uh, Steve when Steve Watson made his debut as a 16 year old for Newcastle, straight up against Stuart Pierce. I mean, baptism of fire. Steve Watson, a 16 year old right, uh, right winger, and Stuart Pierce just kicking seven bells out of him. He didn't care one little bit. But then Stuart Pierce came up here, Champions League goal scorer for Newcastle, hit that free yeah. kick against Dynamo Kev. Do you remember that, Buzz? No. <laughs> <laughs> no, okay. That was a uh, conversational cul-de-sac, wasn't it? What's your problem with uh, living in Nottingham then, Baz? Uh, you just, you're just around them, aren't you, all the time? That, <laughs> that makes you dislike teams more, doesn't it, when there's lots of them? 
Um, I don't particularly dislike them, to be honest. I had a very good experience at the City Ground not long ago. Um, with the uh, late penalty winner. That was nice to be in the way end that day. I have also been on the, the wrong end of some bad experiences at the City Ground as well. Um, what was it? Did you go with me the one where we... It was own goals, two red cards. Oh, Henry Bleeding Lansbury. 26. Yes, that's the one. Uh, that was a bad day. So, so it hasn't always been a pleasant visit to the city ground for me. Um, but yeah, most most recent one was was far more memorable. Far, I forgot far about memorable. that. I do hate them. It turns out you were right. Um, I've just remembered. I can tell you a story about Henry Lansbury. Oh, yeah. Is it fair? Is it a family? Family friendly story, Nibs. Very, very. Uh, Monty went to school dressed as uh, Henry Lansbury once. <laughs> World Book Day or something? It were, no, it was Superhero Day. Oh, my. Henry Lansbury. Yeah, he was a superhero at, at, uh, for a short period in Monty's life. Yeah. Monty looks thrilled that you're telling this story, though, uh, Nibs. <laughs> More of a story about Monty, not Henry Lansbury, really. Um, Baz could tell you a story about what's his name Toffolo not being his football subs as well, Baz. Yeah. <laughs> we, we out the same day. And then it turns out, after all that, hadn't he been done for didn't he get done for gambling? He was putting it all on the horses, wasn't he? That's why he couldn't pay it. <laughs> couldn't afford the eight quid a month for Baz. Um so last season, obviously Forrest were back for the first time in forever. Uh you two boys came up to Newcastle first game of the season. So just tell us nibs about last season generally was it right old roller coaster wasn't it um because at various points forest looked doomed and then all of a sudden they were fine so how did all, yeah. how did you get through all of that i mean it for me it was fantastic start to finish just being away from it for 23 years i i vowed just to enjoy every moment um we got i got to 33 games you went to 30 and it was a roller coaster but um there were moments when we were really awful as a team, but I didn't really care about that last season. I couldn't give a monkeys. It was just brilliant, just going to all the grounds, watching the football that we were. Um, the World Cup had a big impact on us because we were on a right roll just as it finished for the World Cup. Um, took us a, couple, a month or so to get back into it. Our run of games was rubbish, to be fair. We were playing top half. But... Um, then we kicked in again, like the last half dozen games of the season. We were really good, really good. Um, Malcolm had you. I mean, that must be all, all season long. Like Malcolm, yeah. you know, at every at every juncture where we sort of looked at the relegation picture, Malcolm had you wrote off. Never had a chance. He's really, <laughs> that is that is true. I wasn't the only one though. It's, it's not like I was like going against the tide from everyone else in the world. It's just the, like the way they were playing, particularly that away form. Uh, and yeah, we'll get out the kind of why in a minute. I'm actually really quite high on them, so I'm going to make amends for it. But um, I mean, you say you got the 33 games, you had the 30 games together, Monty. I mean, that was your first time. I love taking Bob. I mean, he's only 11 at the minute. He's not as old as you. That's your first time in the Premier League. You Forest, you followed Forest since you were Titchy, and to be able to go and watch him around Premier League grounds, you must have had a great year. Like, well, I mean, I. I... I was looking a bit more into the performances than my dad was, but, but <laughs> I was. Um, it was just a nice experience going to all the different grounds, all the massive grounds, all the just experiencing the atmosphere. It was nice. 
Yeah, I remember after that first game where Nibs wasn't really bothered as long as he had a pint in his hand and you were a little bit more concerned uh, that Forrest hadn't had a kick of the ball in 90 minutes in that first game <laughs> against uh, against Newcastle. <laughs> the weird thing for me was, right, was there was a proper disconnect between Steve Cooper, who seems like a really nice, sensible man, quite easy to root for, and they've got some good players as well and the fans were all pulling in one direction. And then there was a seemed a separate thing. It was almost like a different team where signing the 31 players, which was nuts. And then even over Christmas when they, I mean, they took Chris Wood and John Joe off us. I can't quite, like the left hand knew what the right hand was doing. The decision they got right, I think, was keeping Cooper. But what was, because I don't think Cooper was the one pulling the strings there. So what was all that madness, all that transfer madness about? Well, firstly, we had to do it because we lost, we lost 17 players at the end of the promotion season. Um, loans had come to an end, contracts were up and people left. So we had to make a lot of signings anyway. We were going to have to do that anyway. Um, but we signed 24. We lost 17, signed 24. Um, in theory, improved players, which we had to do. But the backroom staff, there was a guy called, what was his name? Dale, oh, what was his name? The American guy, he used to be at Barnsley. He was sort of head of recruitment. So he was pulling all the strings for those 30 signings. And then he left around Christmas. So as a new bunch came in to try and organise that. And that guy who arranged the Chris Wood and Shelby deals, which I will never forgive you guys for, <laughs> um, was the guy that was signed permanently from Rangers. He's a Rangers, and I can't think of his name, but the Rangers fans hate him. So the, the, there's something going on in the back room with uh, purchases and recruitment. Um I think Steve Cooper's got a little bit more involved in it since then, hence why we've only made two so far. Three. So three. Chris I mean, it, oh, is, does does some of that come down to um, having spent up last season? Because I mean, they literally threw everything at it last year and they spent about 160, 170 million, and and, it, and it's paid off. You know, it, it's a gamble. You you, you stayed up good. Um, do you think? I assume there must be a smaller war chest this year. I know they brought in Ilanga, haven't they? Probably 15 million or something, is it? Yeah. Um, do you, th- do you think things will be tightened a little bit this season? I, you know, I mean, we don't need 30 players this season. So, you know, we've got the crooks of a squad. So, I think the the plan, you know, without having sat down with Steve Cooper, I think the plan would always have been, you know, we just got to buy two, three, four, five, six players of quality because we, we haven't got to do that again. But we had to do it last season. Even if we hadn't gone up in that playoff final, we would have had to have bought at least 20 players. So it, um, it was, it's never going to be like last season again. You know, it's, it's going to be like an ordinary an ordinary transfer window, really. Yeah, that, that's kind of a part of what makes me think Forrest can go OK. One of the important things, I think, Monty, as well as bringing new players in, is keeping your good ones. Uh, Brennan Johnson is still on the books. There were some rumours about him leaving, will he be uh, at Villa when the season starts and more importantly, when the window closes? Well, ho- hopefully not. He's a very important player for us, but looking at our financial fair play situation, it wouldn't surprise me if we do let him go for £50 million just to try to get us back on FPFA's good books. Sell them Chris Wood. That's what you want to do there. <laughs> Sell anybody Chris Wood. 
<laughs> you text me one day in February and it just said, is Chris Wood made of wood? And that made me laugh. And all. <laughs> that was a beautiful summation of Chris Wood's athletic actual, prowess. Actual wood is better than Chris Wood. <laughs> he kept us up pretty much, if you believe some calls, uh, some sources. I mean, the irony is he almost scored, cost us he scored nothing. Scored season. The, the irony is he, he scored a, that goal we scored against Man City when the whole team touched the ball. And we just yes. passed it around them. And ironically, Chris, a piece of wood is on the end of it. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, you've done us a right favour with our financial fair play. Like, you've bought us probably two or three players in a couple of years' worth. Because, um, yeah, Chris Wood, I understand why Forrest signed him, because it was the same reason we did, which was you needed to score two or three goals that might save your bacon. And he did that for us. Um and he got did he was did he get one or two for Forrest? He got um yeah. but the John Joe one, like if you need right, who do you need in a relegation dog fight who's gonna run around and, and roll his sleeves up? And John Joe's a fine, he's been fine for us for a long time. He's a little bit better in the championship, he was a bit better when he was younger, but he certainly wasn't that type of player you needed. And he I think at the time he was our highest earner. He used to cause us all sorts of problems. Every time we were linked with a player, the the stumbling block was are they allowed to earn as much as John Joe? John, like 80 grand. Then all of a sudden, Forrest just took all of that away. And we were like, what's going on there? Um, wow. If that came out in a few years into some sort of like Saudi Swiss, uh, it would not surprise me even a little bit. Like, um, Well, some reports today about um, Forrest being in a little bit of financial bother. People, clubs and agents complaining they're not paying their money, not paying their debts. Is there anything in that? Uh, it's from the Daily Mail bars. So I, might... I did notice it was only in one. <laughs> there's absolutely nothing in it. All it is, there's some there's bonuses due at the end of August, and we haven't paid them yet. Just wait till the end of August, eh? Well, it's not the end of <laughs> August. <is> it? <laughs> it, well, that might be news in two weeks into September. Yeah. <laughs> All right, good from the horse's mouth. Um, right, let's get stuck into the numbers. We'll try and work out what Forrest are going to do next year. Uh, and give you some winners. Um, I'll tell you about our Patreon first. Uh, perfect for the diehard DJs uh, who are listening. Um, exclusive contests, including the NFL Win Totals Contest with a $1,000 first place prize. You've got the monthly SGP Stories podcast, which is the ad-free uncensored show, highlighting the best from decades of being DJs. The Discord channel, um, as well as um, all the contests, merch and everything. Um, in our constant fight against the corporate gambling, uh, sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash Patreon is the place to find all of that silliness. Uh, that is sportsgamblingpodcast.com forward slash Patreon. Right, numbers, Baz. Uh, Nottingham Forest to win the Premier League, 1,000 to 1. Uh, shout up if you're interested in any of this. Top four, 200 to 1. Top six, 66 to 1. Top half, 13 to 2. Bottom half, 1 to 14, minus 1,400. 9 to 4 to get relegated, plus 225. 9 to 1 to finish dead last. And on the handicap, uh, 16 to 1 if you want Forrest with a 49-point head start. Um, patterns and trends, etc. Forrest effectively stayed up with their home form last year. Um, 30 points at home, 8 home wins uh, in 6 draws uh, kept them up. Uh, one win away from home. Uh, was a pretty pathetic attempt. There was a couple of red flags in there. They, they only scored 38 goals, which was tied for 16th in the league, conceded 68, which was tied for 18th, leaving them a goal difference, which was um, tied for 18th in the league. 
So maybe a little bit lucky, but it was kind of a... They were quite a streaky team for us. They only won one in the first 11 games, at which point they looked a little bit doomed. But then they had a run of three wins in four games where they beat all three relegated teams in January and February. And that just gave them a chance. And from then on, they were always in it. Horrible run of 11 games where they only drew three of those. They were right in the shit at that point. But then won three of the last six, drew two, um, and stayed up with a little bit in hand, to be honest. Uh, uh, they didn't have a, a big last day sweat. And then that home form was great. They had home wins against Liverpool, Arsenal and Brighton. Um, and none of those were giveaway wins as well. They were all in... I mean, that, the Arsenal and Brighton games were particularly in really competitive spots um, where Arsenal and Brighton still had stuff to play for and Forrest managed to genuinely turn them over at home. I think they need to address the away form. If you are looking for a bet on Forrest, it's, you need to be aware of that, really. Just um, if their form continues to reflect how they played... Uh, that, that difference between how they played at home and away, if that continues, is something to be aware of. But, I mean, what, what's going to change uh, season coming up, Nibs, Monty? Got to be the away form, isn't it? I, went, I was just thinking there, when you're saying about away form, he set up every pre-season friendly with a 5-4-1. And we didn't do that at all last season, did we? It's not so, worked either. So I just think it was done for away games. I mean, home games. Five yesterday, didn't you? Yeah, five. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so I, I just wonder whether he's just working all pre-season on how he's going to play away from home. Um, is he is he going to set it up for the counter-attack? I don't know. Uh, but yeah, that's that's got to change. We've got to score more goals. We had a one year last year. Scott, oh, geez, nine did he get? You got ten. Ten. So you know, we we need a we need a bigger goal scorer, but. I don't know where that's going to come from. He was injured last season, so played the full season. Yeah, well, I was going to ask you about him on you because he scored 10, but he only started 17 games. Yeah. So yeah. You know, goals per game is right where you want him. If you can keep him fit, exactly. 38 games. I mean, he's, he's, a, he's an enigma, really, because he looks like he's an eight year old who's just learned to run, but he's on the end of everything. He literally, he's, he's just always, he's one of them. He's, he scored off his knee, off his arse. He'll, he'll, he's one of them players. If he can, like you say, if he can, if he can play twenty-five games, who was the, um, the big centre back who gave the penalty away against Newcastle? Um, yes, yeah, that's him. Because whenever I saw him, or oh, he did some things that got put on the telly, where he looked again like a big clumsy get. Um, but then I heard so much good stuff about him. The, the amount of ceiling he's got. Because someone like him comes good. Um, and all of a sudden, I think it, it could make a massive difference. Like, so has he got a bit of potential, Monty? Do we think? Well, he's just throwing to the real danger. He's got <laughs> he's got two or three assists of the assist from fifteen games this season, <laughs> just from the ball bouncing around and then finding the back of the net. But what was his injury in pre-season? <laughs> he dislocated his elbow. <laughs> oh no! With the old. I haven't seen any of that. <laughs> That's a good shout, that. Uh, Baz, have a look around the numbers then. Five us out some. Did you uh, manage to make any good Nottingham Forest bets? Well, I'm not confident enough. I don't. I think they'll be safe. I, I don't have them being troubled by relegation. Um, I think they'll improve slightly on, on last season. Haven't had that year under their belt. Um not confident enough to take them to finish in the top half. 
I picked the team who are, who are near them in the market, who I think will finish above, and I'm I'm quite low on Bournemouth, so I think Forest to finish above Bournemouth at around even money is not a bad pick. But I, I looked at the score market again. It's why I mentioned I want Iwi, I want you whatever, however you want to see it. I want to look at him. Who do you think is going to be your top scorer? What, what what do you lads think? If you had to look at Forest, who's going to get the most goals this season? I'm, I'm looking at a one e and thinking. 10 in 17 last year is a good starting point for someone to be your top scoring man for this season. Or Johnson, if he stays. Yeah, so you can get Johnson at 4-1. to one. Uh, Morgan Gibbs-White's above him at 2-1. to one. I'm assuming that's he's on a lot of free kicks, penalties, isn't he? Gibbs-White's Gibbs -White, a good one for assists. He'll be our top yeah. assists. He's in the middle of absolutely everything. My, my pick here, Malcolm, would be I want to uh, as top scorer at 6-4. to four. Uh, plus 150 for me. That's uh, that's the one that stood out. I just think if he can start this season like he finished last season, then 15, 16 could be achievable for him, and that's probably enough to be top scorer for Forest, isn't it? Is uh, is Dennis going to be kicking around anyway? <laughs> um, I bloody hope not. We've got our, <laughs> what's up with Dennis? I like Dennis. We've got August Forest uh, WhatsApp group, and randomly every now and again. Dennis's shit crops up for no reason. <laughs> Hashtag Dennis, right, I'll, I'll scribble that out. That I had Dennis written down here as a potential 14-1 uh, top scorer. If he, if he hits and I've scribbled him out, I'd not be happy. We watched a show the other day where Worrell and um, Nico Williams were playing golf and they, they were asking each other different questions. And who do, yeah. who do, they're not like facing in training. And um, Dennis, he, Dennis was mentioned because he's so tricky and skillful. He's just, he's just useless. He's awful. <laughs> Didn't awful. he score again? Did he score against us? Is that why I can remember? Yeah, yeah great goal. Right. That's yeah. There you go. It was, evidence. It was a freak. Hashtag evidence. That is nibs. Um. So I got around. I got Forest. Like say going okay. I initially had them when I made me little league deal. I had them in fourteenth. I've since bumped them up to twelfth. Yeah. 12th place finish uh, for the Tricky Trees. Um, I just think, second time around, all the reasons you, you you boys have mentioned, they're going to be a lot more settled. Last year, they just seemed to impose all that silliness upon themselves. I didn't really get it. And they've got some really good players. Gibbs White is outstanding. I like Johnson. Like you say, the uh, near Carty. Um, and then a lot of teams around them have stood still. And if you're standing still, you're going backwards. You're talking Palace, West Ham, teams like that. So... Again, I wasn't quite brave enough to go for the top half um, finish, but there's three picks. There's three teams I think that can finish above quite comfortably. Um, West Ham at five to two, Crystal Palace at seven to four, and then unsurprisingly, because I've given this out on every show, Everton at eleven to ten. I think Forest can finish above all three of those. So take one, take them all, whichever one you're feeling bravest about. And the other thing I would give up for Forest is the handicap. So. 12th place last year finished on 44 points. Um, Forrest finished on 38. I think they're a little bit better. If they can get 44 or 45, add that 49 points on the handicap, gets up to 95. Well, Manchester City won the league with 91 last year. So it's 16 to 1, Forrest to win the handicap table, I think are absolutely live. Uh, so they would be my picks. Uh, and they're all positive. Um, Nibs, Monty, did you uh, fetch out any little nuggets for us? Well, I've got us finishing to at 10th. Way, hey, go on, Monty. I'm not as confident as that, but fair play, I'll take it. <laughs> I'd, I'd take 16th again all day long. Um, 
just as long as I can get to the grounds I haven't been to. Um, what was I going to say then? I think we'll finish above Brentford and Fulham. That's what I was going to say. I think yeah. they're, I th- they're going that way. Yeah, so I mean, Forrester finish above Brentford is two to one, and Forrester finish above Fulham six to five. Uh, so plus one twenty for Fulham, plus two hundred for Brentford. Um, I, I mean, I've said I've got Forrester a bit lower than that, but I've said on a few shows that that sort of top nine seems to cover itself. You know, seems pretty locked in in, in, in all of our tables, but then. 10th, 11th, 12th, 13th, 14th. There's five or six teams that could all potentially finish in that 10th spot. You know, Brentford got it last year. Um, obviously, Fulham were in the top 10 last year as well. So that 10th, 10th place is wide open. Uh, I've no problem with any fans of their team thinking that 10th place is, could be theirs because potentially, you know, it w- doesn't take a massive amount to, to break that, that top 10. Um. Okey doke. We're going to uh, throw out some fantasy players to follow as well. I'm sure Monty's all over this. It's a, it's a young man's game, isn't it? The fantasy football. Um, so we've got five minutes. We'll throw out some fantasy players. Let me tell you about uh, Underdog Fantasy, uh, one of our sponsors here. The NFL season is right around the corner. Underdog Pick'em is a great way to get down on a ton of NFL player props uh, available in loads of markets too. Plenty of opportunities to win the daily MLB contests. And make sure to end the best ball mania for first prize is $3 million. Wallop, that's a lot. Um, head over to underdogfantasy.com. Use the promo code SGPN for a 100% deposit bonus up to $100. That's underdogfantasy.com. Promo code SGPN. Uh, fantasy. So we've got a listener league first thing. Any Nottingham Forest fans who have uh, discovered us by accident here, uh, just listen for a bit of Forest chat. Firstly, the show, we'll go out two times a week. We give Premier League picks on the weekend. Uh, we do Champions League, EFL. We cover absolutely everything, the Women's World Cup, um, and stuff is in full swing at the moment. So wherever you found us, you can continue to. Uh, but Spotify, Apple, um, Google, Premier League Gambling Podcast. Twitter is at SGPN Premier. Uh, so, yeah, give us a listen in, in me and Basel sit and talk a little bit of silliness twice a week for half an hour uh, and make some picks on a weekend. But the Listener Fantasy League, first of all, if you want to enter, um, you need the code, which is CVVQAB. Um, that is Cake Victor Victor Quality Allen Ball. CVVQAB. Shut up, Nibs. I panicked then. CVVQAB. I'm normally... Time out. What? Hang on, what? Yeah. Malcolm's mission was to come up with a different alphanumeric <laughs> description for all 20 episodes of this. But you used Alan last night. He's already Did used I use Alan. Alan? You said Alan Brazil wow. last night. It's Alan oh, Ball. Well, like, that's a different Alan then, isn't it? Uh, Alan Ball. <laughs> Alan. So, yeah, he failed. failed different Alan. Shut up. We thought, we thought it would be the cue that you'd struggle with. But he's, he's I must good. have said what quality before. <laughs> anyway CVV QAB the problem I think is the A in the Geordie accent because it could easily be an E so it could be elephant not Alan I'm going to keep saying Alan um, anyway so basically get yourself in the listener league um, aye. yeah enter the listener league you uh, you both play and I remember after the game after that Forest game last year you were both checking your teams almost immediately in the pub uh, Monty we need some 
top quality Nottingham Forest uh, picks to put in our lineup. Who have you got? Oh, the obvious ones for me: Gibbs White and Brennan Johnson. Yeah. Uh, Neil Langer could sneak in because he's only five million. Is yeah. he going to get a game then, Ilanga? Because a lot of the thing in fantasy is just opportunity. If you've got someone who's playing in the cheap, that's often good enough. So will Ilanga get a game? Oh yeah, I think he will, especially with these Johnson rumours. If if Villa or Brentford boost their price up, then we'll sell him and Ilanga will get his games. Enough. Um, Can Nick's... I just correct you there, Pav, please? When you said that I checked my teams, um, you do know I'm 51 and I've got a full-time job. So I don't play fantasy football. Do you not but play? I, I must be. Everybody else in the pub was that was all. <laughs> um, but how much is uh, Danilo? Because if he's cheap, he, I think he's going to have a season and a half. He's five and a half million nibs, and I wrote him down. Uh, obviously, see the obvious ones: Gibbs, White, and Johnson um, are in a lot of templates. And, and but Danilo was one I wrote down at five and a half million nibs. So you're on the right lines. Um, I wrote down. Or Winnie, obviously, but I think there'll probably be better striking options. Uh, Baz, um, anything stand out for yeah, you yeah. here? Picked out, same, obviously, Morgan Gibbs White, five goals, 12 assists last year, 145 points. So at six million for someone on penalties, not a bad shout. Um, Awoi, Awoni, yeah, it's, uh, six and a half million. <laughs> 10 goals, as I say, in 17 games again. He, he's, he'd be on my radar, but um, definitely wait and see with that one. Um, say Brennan Johnson's in at six million, eight goals, five assists last year. I think Gibbs White definitely stands out as, as the best of the bunch. I, I agree with Monty though, Ilanga's worth looking at because if he does come in to play at five million and starts playing regularly, I think a lot of people will bring him in there as a whether you leave him on your bench as a, as a cheap option to bring in as and when you need to. Um, at that price, if he's playing regularly, he, he could start to look attractive. So Definitely didn't, Henderson, didn't Henderson score in, when he was our goalkeeper? Is he worth? Didn't he so I, I was just about to ask you about the keeper situation. Is is Henderson expected to arrive or? It's uh, Man United are trying to pull our pants down about a loan deal. <laughs> yeah. um, so it's stalling. I mean, it might be. They did that with us with uh, Jesse Lingard, and instead we just let him go to you lot. Uh, <laughs> oh, yeah, that went well. Thankfully. <laughs> That that worked out all right for us. We're hopeful, but we don't know. But we, we, he's good. He's a good goalkeeper. I think he scored because that's points, that's yeah, one thing that stood out for me is is the keeper situation at the minute. It's would, would it be Hennessy? Ethan, you can't play. Don't play Wayne Hennessy. Ethan Horvath played last night in the friendly, and he had yeah. I was going to say Horvath. Man. He had a yeah. shambles. Yeah. We've also that been from Arsenal. I think Kale or Navas was a great signing for his for the second half of the season last year. Yeah. Um, and obviously that's, that's gone. You need to replace that. And Henderson's been there. He's done it. Um, bringing him back in would be massive. If you don't get him, it does concern me a little bit that you're yeah. scraping the barrel a little bit in the goalkeeper department. Okay. I think that is important. You look at Leicester last year, they ended up being Danny Ward. King hell. Yeah. Absolute hologram of a bloke. Like what he was doing all season, I've got no idea. That cost them. They've got, they've got relegated because he couldn't stop it going in the goal. Yeah. At any point, like that's, I mean, tactical genius. That's important. You have to be able to stop it going in. Like, uh, so yeah, get a goalkeeper. You want to um, swap energy for uh, that Chris Wood is what I would do. Sort that out. Man, you need a striker there, Nips. <laughs> Should be the director of football at all clubs, me. 
Uh, I think, Baz, we've covered everything. Is there anything else you need to uh, talk about, Barry? That's all from me. If you're listening, watching, make sure you subscribe, like, rate, review. If you're on YouTube, hit the thumbs up, give us a follow, and we'll uh, keep putting this garbage out every week. <laughs> yes, people love the garbage, Baz. Um, are you two boys going to Arsenal next week? Yes, we are. Oh, that's exciting. Uh, yeah. Lunchtime kickoff. Um, Oh, at the Emirates. Oh, brilliant. Uh, well, good luck. I genuinely hope um, you have a good season because I don't mind Forrest and you two are ace. Um, are you going to get up to Newcastle? When's, the, when's that game? Boxing Day. Oh, is it? Oh, yeah. you're on that past uh, Mrs Simpson? Uh, well, she knows about it, but um, I think she just thinks it's tongue-in-cheek at the moment. Ah, right. Well, Bring her up, send, send her out the sales from the Metro Centre and that. Be fine. Yeah, we could make it. Can make a trip of it. Some yeah. female interest issues we can sort out for her. Um, cheers, Nibs. Cheers, Monty. That was loads of fun. I really appreciate it. Um, have a good season. Cheers, guys. Um, everyone who listened, uh, listen some more. Um, until the next time, uh, we'll see you down the road. Cheers. 